and just be in the effortlessness of the power of God coming forward in this moment of now as you. Powerful group. Namaste. So, the, the, I, we have a lot we want to talk about this morning as it relates to the living it, your vision adventure that we've been talking about all month. And the minister in me wants to dive right into some of the analogies and some of the things that we know need to come forward. And the teacher in me wants to go, well, did you do your homework assignment from last week? The homework assignment being the list, the, the letter to God, the letters to God. We know some did, we know some didn't. That's okay, we don't want anybody to feel guilty if you didn't do it. Just know you're going to hell later on. We're just kidding. We, you know, we have those flashbacks occasionally. Um, but th these letters have been very important because we're building that foundation. We're building that spiritual foundation for the vision to come forward. And what we're hoping that you're seeing as for those that did actively do the homework, that as you sat down to write your second letter from to God, that about things that were bothering you, things you wanted to let go of, that it became easier, that there wasn't so much to write about the second go-round. And of course, when you get to the third, maybe the fourth, it will be easier again and not so much to write to write then. And that letter about the things that you're know you're going to be living, your visions, your dreams, your joys, all of that great stuff begins to envelop a sense of ease. It begins to envelop an awareness that, wow, it's not no longer about I want this to happen. It is now about I know this is going to happen. We want to take you from I want to I know. Because if we can take you from I want to I know, then we're taking you into that vibration to which the universe responds to. You got that? So we have to talk about the, the presidential elections right now. We're not going to comment on at all on who to vote for, any of that great stuff. We just don't do that. But we want to use two of the candidates right now as a, a wonderful lesson, a wonderful lesson that we all need to pay attention to. It's not a lesson about politics. It is a lesson about creating your experience. So we have, of course, the Republican ticket and the Democratic ticket. And what's occurring on both tickets right now is we have two candidates that are drawing these huge crowds of people, massive, massive, massive amounts of people. And, and both candidates started out with everybody in the political know on both sides of, of Democrat-Republican going, Ah, they'll never make it. They'll never make it. Nobody's going to vote for them. And what's happening? They're leading right now in the polls. Both of these candidates are leading right now in the polls. And what, what I'm, I love Facebook, you know, I'm on Facebook, and I'm watching all the comments about both the candidates. And here's what we get from Facebook. 
those that love the Republican leader right now love the Republican leader. And those that love the Democratic leader or the one that's gaining in the polls love that Democratic leader. And you know why that is? Because both of these individuals are speaking about things that matter. Both of these individuals are speaking from their heart. Both of these individuals are speaking with such clarity, doesn't matter if we agree with them. That's not the lesson here. The lesson is they're speaking with such clarity, such knowing, that the universe is responding. It's responding. And that's why these guys are drawing these huge crowds of people right now. We don't have to like the candidate our candidates. But let us not miss the lesson that the universe is teaching us right now. And that lesson is when we let go of what the other people, other people's opinion about what we want to achieve, what we want to accomplish, about what our vision is that we're going to bring forward into the now, the universe responds. And it's responding very, very well to what everybody said when they, these first two candidates threw their hats in the ring, said they were dark horse candidates. They would never, ever be elected. We're not going to make a prediction about the election. I don't want to do that. I know not to do that. But what we will tell you, this. This election will not be about any political party. It will not be about any of the issues. It's going to be, whoever's going to win is going to be the candidate that holds true to their vision, regardless of how they express that vision. That's what we're seeing unfold, and that's our lesson. Are you being true to your vision? See, if we want that vision that we're holding within spirit to come forward now into the manifest realm. But if we're trying to please everybody, if we're paying attention to what other groups of people did in the past, then we're not being true to our vision. We're not being true to our vibration. Your vibration is as unique as your fingerprint. You understand that? Your vibration is as unique as your fingerprint. And you must align with it. You must align with it. By must aligning with it, that means being free of the judgment and opinions of others. And you can be free of the judgment and opinions of others and manifesting your vision the moment, the moment you begin expressing your vision from that soul level vibration without concern of what other people say or think. We're loving the selection cycle because it's shocking. Can you believe they said that? Can you believe the background of this individual? And I'm just not seeing it that way. I'm seeing it as how is the universe responding? And it's responding very well. Whether we like the background 
or what and how it's being said or not. The universe is responding well, and it's responding because they're living their true vibration. That's all they're offering. We might say that that's arrogant. How can they speak that way? How can they be that way and be so arrogant? The universe needs your arrogance. The universe needs you to be arrogant enough that your way for your vision is the right way. End of story. And that nothing is going to keep you from it. So that sounds easy. That sounds easy, but then we get into this recognition, this awareness that, okay, we're manifesting the vision. We're taking it from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. And the physical realm is heavy. The physical realm is physical. It it weighs a lot, right? Now, for those of you that took the class that I did on the energy of money, the book by Maria Namath, right? Maria Namath is a psychologist, did this huge extensive work around the inner, really the energy of finances. And it was, it was fabulous, fabulous book, fabulous class because, you know, I taught it. And, but Maria shares something in this book that applies to every aspect of our journey. It applies to every aspect of our ability to be these powerful spiritual creators. And what she says is, is that we get these ideas, we get these feelings, we get this awareness, these desires that we're going to bring forward. And we begin focusing on them through our treatment work, our affirmative prayer work, our meditation. We're visualizing them. We're doing vision boards, right? And so all of that feels really, really good. And so we're taking it from the spiritual level. That's all of our spiritual work. And then we begin talking about it in the affirmative. We're going to follow along. We're going to be arrogant enough to express the knowing that our vision is manifesting no matter what. That's the verbalization. That's the thought. So now we're going from the spiritual to the mental realm. And then all of a sudden, we have to start taking action. We have to begin operating our as our vision, doing what needs to be done to bring our vision into the manifest realm. And that feels heavy. And all of a sudden, it feels as if it's all beginning to stop, right? So we've gone from the spiritual to the mental to the physical, and it begins to slow down. And Maria calls that trouble at the border. Love that phrase. Trouble at the border. Trouble at the border from the spiritual to the mental, from the ethereal into the physical realm. How do you get past that? Because at sometimes manifesting our vision feels as if we're walking through molasses, right? Those of you from the South know what molasses are, right? And, and we want to begin realizing that, guess what? Here's the first step in getting rid of this feeling that the physical feels so hard. When we say it's too hard to do in the physical, we are creating an energetic awareness, an energetic knowing vibration that this is hard out here. This is not who I am. And there's nothing further from the truth. See, we can't say it's all God and then say I don't like the physical. We cannot say it's all source energy coming into perfect function and form and then 
get upset because we're not interacting, creating at the physical level with Eves. What we want to begin to realize is, is that it is all energy, it is all source, and we signed up to bring this energy into form at the physical level. This is our journey. We said, okay, I want to I be this powerful creator within the physical realm. And I know the entire universe is going to support me. I know the entire universe is going to be like the parting of the Red Seas when it comes to moving into the fulfillment of my vision. That's the ethereal. But what's happening is people begin, they get that trouble at the border. They've done all this fantastic spiritual work, and then they have to take the first physical step, do the first physical action. And it feels heavy. And it feels heavy because they're recognizing the physical as opposed to focusing and affirming the spiritual. When we focus on the physical, we are not allowing ourselves to affirm the presence of God coming forward to interact with us. And that presence of God coming forward to interact with us within the physical realm could be and is another individual, could be and is a government institution, could be and is that potential date, that potential partner. And we can go on and on and on. Are y'all following this now? Of course you are. You're a very, very bright group. But we want to move into that awareness that there is nothing stronger than our vision. There is nothing stronger than the power of your vibration. That's arrogance. That is full arrogance right there. Knowing that when you speak, the universe responds. Is that arrogance? Yeah. Some people will say it is. But what we need you to hear is it's also your spiritual truth. How we assign it after that, totally irrelevant. Came across, saw a great interview the other day, or a couple of weeks ago, loved this story. True story. Okay, so I'm going to take you guys back. How many, everybody know who the Righteous Brothers are? Everybody. Those of a certain age do. That was before my time. It really was, okay? However, what was in my time, and a lot of people are going to know this, music from the Righteous Brothers and other music from that era, in my, in my music days, when I really loved music, what were they doing? Turning all that into disco, right? Everything was being re remade, just as it's being remade now. And one of the singers from that time frame, the late, 70s, early, mid-70s, late 70s, really wanted to make it in the music world. Hadn't really done, made some, made a, a name for themselves in the music industry that, that much yet. And they really wanted to be a disco singer, right? That was, of course, the big thing of the time. And finally got a contract, finally got a contract with a record company to become or to sing a couple of songs. One of the songs was a remake of a Righteous Brothers song, disco version of a Righteous Brothers song. And that, of course, because it was the Righteous Brothers was going to be the A side of the 45. 
Okay. Right now, some folks are looking up what is A side over 45? What's a 45? <laughs> the B side was going to be a song that some new writer had written at the record company and that nobody else wanted to sing. And so they talked this new signee into signing, into singing, excuse me, this particular song. And, and they agreed. Now, all that's going on professionally for them. They're, they're feeling that they're having movement towards their vision, towards their goal. Right? They get the A-side record, recorded of this wonderful Righteous Brothers song, and their mother dies. Their mother dies. And they have to deal with all the emotion, all the turmoil, all the, all the business that's associated with having someone transition. You follow that? That's huge. And many of us have been through that now. It's, it's not a pleasant experience at the physical level. And so they're carrying around that all of that raw emotion. And a couple of weeks after the mother transitions, they're coming out of a, um, I forgot what they were coming out of. Anyway, coming out of a building, and they fall. And they, they just stumble and fall. And they injured their backs, the singer injured their backs so severely, so severely that they had to have surgery to uh, heal or sew up or do whatever they do to two vertebrae in their back. That's how severe it was. And this, of course, is the 70s. So we don't have all the medical advances that we have today for uh, mus mus or for medicine that we do then that we do now. So the, the surgery to heal their back was extremely painful, physically painful. And when they finally got out of the hospital, so now they're in the hospital for two weeks. They still have to wear, they have to wear this back brace, I think, for three or four months. And they're also carrying the emotional pain of their mother transitioning. You following me now? This is a lot on somebody's plate. This feels heavy. This is trouble at the border. Truly trouble at the border. But the record company called this singer up and said, hey, you're out of the hospital? Yes. It's been a month since your mother's transition? Yes. Well, we think it's time for you to record the B-side. So we can get this out, get the money moving. We've put too much money into you already. And we've been nice. You know, we let you grieve for, for a month. We think that's enough. There is no time limit. And we know you had major back surgery and that you're in a brace and that you're in pain. But it's time for you to get over it and pay us back. And so this singer went into the studio to record this song on the B-side that nobody really wanted to sing. And they stepped up to the mic and, and they had all of that emotional and that physical pain and all of that was what was carrying them in that moment. And when she opened her mouth to sing, 
the song was, I will survive. I will survive. And we all know, know that anthem by now. We've all sung it at least once, and don't say you haven't. I know you have. Everybody has gone down the road at least once or twice going, I will survive. You all do it. Are you saying you didn't? <laughs> and it was in that moment of coming from that source of emotional and physical pain, moving into that realization that I will survive. My vibration, my vision, it will survive. The universe shifted. The universe shifted. And she put all of that raw emotion, all of that feeling, all of that energy into that song. So much so, the vibration of knowing that was a song for her life, which is what she said, this is the song for my life right now. I will survive. That when the disc jockeys got the 45, they skipped over the Righteous Brothers song, which, by the way, was Substitute. I will be your substitute. Right? That song by Gloria Gaynor, by the way, still made it to the top 100. But it was I Will Survive, which went double platinum. Okay? All of the disc jockeys picked up on that vibration. They not only heard the song and knew they had a hit, they felt the vibration and knew they could change the universe. Knew they could change the universe. What arrogance. What spiritual arrogance to step up to a microphone and sing as if nothing had been going on in your life. What spiritual arrogance to step up to a microphone and sing in such a manner that no one knew the story, the issues that she went through until a couple of decades later. Is it arrogance? Or is it spiritual power? Is it arrogance? Or is it spiritual clarity? See, we get into this idea, this judgment of others, of how they should respond, how they should be, what they should do in the process of becoming their vision, in the process of taking their vision from trouble at the border into full manifest form. We have to let that go. Because when we can let it go, when it's focused on other people, then that's when we move into knowing that it's not going to, other people's judgments are not going to impact us either. You're following me now. So, do I want you to be arrogant? Eh, no. I want you to be spiritually clear. I want you to be spiritually powerful. I want you to step up to that microphone no matter what is going on in your journey and belt your little heart out. <clears throat> belt your little heart out. Sing with such power, such purpose, that the universe resonates with the vibration that you're offering and begins to shift begins to effortlessly and easily 
manifest as your vision. See, when you step up to that microphone, regardless of what's been occurring outside your journey, and you're focused fully on the vision, fully on the knowing that this is coming forward to you now. This, everything that's occurred through you, to you, is there has occurred for one reason, and that reason is to allow you more power in this moment of the fulfillment of your vision, then you can operate from a point of gratitude. Then you can operate from a point of gratitude for all the obstacles, all the physical stuff that feels that feels heavy. Because it's not heavy. It's just manifested spiritual energy. It's manifested spiritual energy that's not being recognized as what it is. When we move into that, that awareness that it's all energy, it's all God, then we can begin knowing, operating from a point of consciousness, which says, well, what am I doing wrong? Do we know what I'm doing wrong? It might be the wire. Okay, I'm wired up now. We move into an awareness that says the energy that's physical is not here to keep me from my vision, the fulfillment of my vision. The energy that is physical is here to help me, to help me manifest my vision. And then if we want to get into it, is it good or bad manifested spiritual energy? Well, that's a judgment right there. Right? If we can get out of that judgment and recognize it as all God energy coming forward for our fulfillment, then we no longer have that vibration of being good or bad. We're simply operating from a vibration that it's all God. And if it's all God, then it's all moving effortlessly in, as, and through all that I am. You want to take your vision from the ethereal to the physical and get effortlessly past this trouble at the border location? You have to begin seeing, affirming, feeling the presence of God within all of your experience. You have to begin seeing, feeling, knowing, affirming, the presence of God in everything, regardless of previous expression. How is that? I was trying not to say, you know, regardless of good or bad. I think that was good. Okay. And when you do that, I'm going to tell you how you begin to do that right now with ease. Because sometimes that's hard. Or we like to think it's hard. You know, that back brace we're wearing. You need to look in the mirror every day and say, that is a powerful expression of God. That is a wonderful expression of God. That is the entire universe coming forward in full creative force. That has no obstacles, that has no boundaries, that is a gift to life. That is what you are, a gift to life. And understand, your vision, what 
whatever that vision is, is just as much a gift to this life as you are. If the universe did not want you to bring this vision forward into manifestation, you would not be holding that vision. You are here to bring this vision into form for one other for one only reason, and that reason is to live the presence of God more fully, more succinctly, in new and wonderful ways. We want to shift your vision up. You're not here to change your life. You didn't come to this journey to change your life. You came into this journey with a perfect life as it is. You came into this journey to live life more fully, more completely, more holy as the expression of source energy that you are. And all these visions, all these desires, all these, we don't just really don't like the term want. All these knowings that you have is how the universe wants to express more fully, completely, wholly through you. You're just here to enjoy the ride not to make it happen. Got that? Wouldn't it just be... Okay, I, honestly, it's me. I'm very sorry. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Wouldn't it be horrible if you got on the roller coaster, but in order to get it up that big hill so you can enjoy it going down, you had to push it? You're push many people are pushing the roller coaster up the hill because they're trying to enjoy the ride on the way down without realizing, wait a minute, it's not my role to push the roller coaster up the hill. It is my role to allow the universe to support me and take me up the hill. Sometimes it might not be going up the hill as fast as I like, but I'm still going up the hill. I'm still going up the hill. So, I'm going to stand right here. I'm not going to move. I, I told you guys it was a high energy day. I knew that. I knew that coming in. So, poor Finn. It's nothing the guys are doing. Let's see if I can be still. It's just difficult. I'm like the Sundance kid. I'm better when I move. <laughs> you have to know that line. Is that good for you? <laughs> Coming back. Coming back. Look, everything that we've talked about this month, every service, the homework from last week. Now, that was one of y'all <laughs> that didn't want to do the homework. The homework from last week. We stress again, it's about building the foundation. And it's all of this has been about leading us into our next adventure together, which is going to start in September, which are going to start seeing 
um, announcements of reflections of on on the website starting this week. But you have to do the work. And in doing the work, you also have to do it from the realization that you're not here to, to chase after your wants. You're here to know and to be that powerful expression of source energy coming forward in the now. Always, always, always being spiritually clear, spiritually powerful. And if some people call that arrogant, that's okay. That's okay. Let them spiritual power. You call it spiritual power. You call it as your truth. And the universe will support you in that truth. And so ends our lesson. Namaste.